Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's the Philosopher's Stone podcast yet again. Your favorite one. And it is, uh, again, me, Jordan Strauss, along with he, Sam LeBoom. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that is your preferred pronoun, is it not? He? Yeah. Yep, that's my preferred. Do you have any second best pronouns that you, if, <laughs> if he is not available at the moment, if they're all out of he, him, what would you prefer? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I didn't know there was like a quantity restriction on pronouns. Yeah, they've only the got bank? There's enough. a bank, I guess? Or yeah. Bank? <laughs> so I have a vintage and an original he, him, but uh, you oh, know, if I ever lose that. I I don't know. I think I would, would go with the Z Zim. I think Z Zim is kind of cool. It's got that Z in it. The Z, that 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 That's is, true. you know, it's it's it, for whatever reason I equate the letter Z or Z depending on where you where you live with power, but an evil type of power. You know, maybe because lots of aliens were like alien lords. Their names typically start with Z. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't know a lot of the alien lore, but I will, I will take your word for it. Um, Zeus, the God. Zeus, that's cool. Z. Um, Zelensky. Zelensky. <laughs> Some people look at him as a villain. Uh, <laughs> what was that philosopher's uh, name? Zizek. 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 And, uh, what was the bad guy from the original toy story? Zod. No, that's Superman. The Zard Andy was the bad guy. Zar, Andy. my wife is in the room. Uh, this no, episode, she's saying Zarg, really... Emperor Zarg. It's people From screaming at their computers right now. Yeah, it's the kid who Sid. It's Sid. No, yeah, Sid I, but I mean, like, I mean, Buzz Lightyear's nemesis. Oh, yeah, Zarg I don't know about that. Zarg. The, the the claw machine aliens. Those guys. Zerg. Zerg. Oh, that's from StarCraft. No, Zerg. this is spelled Z-U-R-G, Zerg, Emperor Zerg. Wow, that's lazy writing by Pixar. Holy shit. Do you think Just Pixar was... Okay, what came first, Toy Story or uh, StarCraft? Oh, my God. StarCraft. Are you sure? It had, the graphics of Star, StarCraft are so bad compared to the Toy Story graphics. It yeah, but, okay, but games and movies have never been able to be on par with each other with graphics. The opening cinematic for World of Warcraft is still good. Okay, but it's and that cinematic. came out in two thousand four. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, look what, okay. Right. You look, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> all right, Toy Story, nineteen ninety five. When did Starcraft come out? Starbucks? No, Starcraft. Starcraft, the original game. <clears throat> it's not really. Oh, here we go. Wikipedia. Real-time game released in uh, 1998. Ah! Goddamn it. <laughs> Looks like they ripped off Toy Story. No. <laughs> no. Yep, that's what happened. No. <laughs> yep. I didn't watch it. No. They're both aliens, so checks out. Checks out. Ah, come on. No way. All right. I've always thought conceding. the team at StarCraft was very creatively bankrupt. That's what I, That was my first impression oh. of their games. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Warcraft is the real gem in Blizzard's crown. I used to play Warcraft three when I was a youngster. I I just I do not have the capability to manage a bunch of resources and like keep track of no. armies and buildings and and uh, it's it's too much. It's too much. That's why I like no, physics based yeah. games like Rocket League. It's very much like I just feel like a dog chasing a ball, and that's 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 all I yeah. need out of my games. <laughs> Yeah, they're totally, totally different skill sets for playing those types of games compared to a game like Rocket League. I would imagine. Yeah. Although I would imagine the Rocket League, the pro players probably have like a series of moves they know how to execute without even thinking about it. Um, yeah. Just from practicing. And then like RTS games are similar. It's just about build order and doing it really fast. Doesn't that get boring? Where's the excitement come if you're always building your armies the same way? Like you start, like it seems like as soon as the game starts, everybody's just hitting hotkeys in an order that they always hit them in for the first, like, I don't know how long. What is the actual, like, variation of strategy come into play? Well, it's, uh, you know, you scout out the enemy and you see what their strategy is and then you, uh, you destroy them. 
I, I don't know how it works. I'm not good at it. <laughs> okay. Well, but there's a lot of like, it was a pro, like, uh, it was one of the first competitive games, StarCraft, as an esport. Yeah. Isn't it like that was like the original game where you could actually like become a professional, right? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Is it still huge in Korea? Um, it might be, but Blizzard has uh, abandoned StarCraft. Really? <clears throat> yeah, they haven't released anything new for StarCraft in probably over a decade. Uh, I can't remember when wh- StarCraft 2 came out. What is Blizzard's uh, big thing right now? Are they still just pumping in War- World of Warcraft uh, uh, extensions or whatever they're called? Well, they, got, uh, they merged with Activision, so they're Blizzard Activision now. And then uh, they, in turn, got bought by Microsoft. So they are... They are part of a big family right now, um, but their main products are uh, World of Warcraft and Diablo Four, and some mobile games like a Diablo mobile game and a Warcraft mobile game. Now, can you speak on some of the scandal that Blizzard went through? Uh, I don't know. It seemed like a few months ago to me, but it's probably like four years ago. Oh, with uh, with the their, like, like treatment of their employees. Yeah. Yeah, they I don't know the, the all of the details on it, but basically they had like an extremely toxic work environment to put it mildly. Um Yeah. I think one example in one case like someone there was something involving breast milk. Like a female employee had her breast milk in the fridge um cuz she was pumping for her for her baby. Yeah. And one of the male, the male coworkers like stole it and drank it or something. God, bunch of, it was like a frat boy culture. Yeah, exactly. That's a bunch of, oh man. Okay. Well, that sucks. It's also gross. Example. That's not the whole scandal. Yeah. Well, I think an example of of, part of the problem was, is that was coming from like head of management positions, right? Yeah. I can't remember the details, but it was probably covered up by, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was probably covered up by management. Ah, uh, tale as old as time. Yeah. Yep. Well, Diablo Four is really fun. I'm playing that right now. But I, uh, me, me and Elon Musk, we play Diablo Four together. <laughs> yeah, you guys have a lot in common, you two. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, that is his game, though. Apparently, um, and he was a big Elden Ring fan, so we do like the same video games. It's weird. Okay, well, I thought he was all, I am busy. I'm a billionaire, so I have to wake <laughs> up at 3 a.m. and eat eat chalk dust so I have time to make it to my first meeting. Like, I thought that was his whole thing. No, I, I saw something from him recently where he was like, uh, my, my brain is like a storm and I need video games to, like, focus me and chill me out. He's really bought into his own bullshit, hey? Yeah, it sounds like he's he sniffed his own farts a few too many times. Yeah. 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 Now he's, yeah, who knows what will happen with Twitter. What will happen with Tesla? Apparently they knew about a defect and covered it up. Speaking of cover-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I read that today. Um, well, he tanked Twitter, right? It's, I heard they lost, like, it lost, like, $25 billion in value since he's taken over it. Um, yeah, yeah, seems like he's doing some I mean, cool shit with those rockets hard. still, though. Yeah, SpaceX is good. They should um, force him to just make rockets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they could, I'm sure they would. I don't know what the deal is, but you know, when you're when you're a billionaire, you live in a different universe. Oh, yeah, it's probably an unrecognizable type of life. I bet you if I lived one day of his life, I would be. Uh, it would be a weird day. How much How much money would you spend in, in 24 hours if you had access to Elon's wealth? How much money could I spend? Uh, yeah, like, if you, like you wake up, you have that bank account, that black credit card or whatever. Oh, I just, I don't even think my, like, I don't think I'm creative enough to even like yeah. come up with <laughs> shit. Like, of course, I don't know I, what's available. the obvious stuff is like better house, better car, uh, pay off debts but that's like you're not even it's not like i don't really think i have the capacity to really understand what to do with that type of money um because buying shit seems to be the, just scratching the surface 
Oh, of like wealth? Yeah. That kind of wealth? Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he's playing geopolitics and stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's bored with, you know, an online shopping spree on Prime. Doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> Can't scratch that itch. I don't think he spends a lot of time with his kids. Uh, I don't imagine that his relationships all, that he gets all into. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling he doesn't spend too much time with them. I have a feeling that I don't think he's ever been in love. I, I really don't think he understands what that concept is. This could have all been started from one broken heart. Well, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I just doubt it. Maybe someone made fun of him in elementary school. The one girl he had a crush on. Maybe. Did you say she maybe someone made fun of him in elementary school? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on in your life? Anything exciting to report? Um, I wrote my exam, so that's done. Yes. So, yes. Congrats on that. Yeah. We'll find out in two months uh, if I have to do it again or not. And how'd you feel yeah. about it? Well, you know, it was like one of those, it was like a, it was a very secure process. Um, yeah. Like I, I accidentally had an old bus transfer in my wallet yeah. and they like went through my entire wallet on the way out, like took every card out and everything. And they found this like old dirty paper bus transfer and they confiscated it. Ooh, that's hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I like, I did the classic strat where you go through the exam and if you don't know a question right away, just skip it. And note yeah. It. So I did that, noted all the ones I didn't know right away, went back uh, answered all of those and went back again and double checked all the ones that I had thought were a little iffy, but I, I was pretty sure I knew. And, and then I, and then time was up pretty much right away. And how long was that exam? Did you say, uh, the whole thing, like you had to be in your chair for like seven and a half hours. And then the exam itself was four and a half hours. That's a lot of time to sit in a, pl was it a plastic chair? Did they at least give you a nice cushiony chair? No, it was a, actually, no, I think it did have a cushion on it. Um, yeah, it was a cushion chair. Yeah, because if it didn't, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd start suing for, you know, <laughs> but I'd tell, well, tell them I'm butt hurt because of it, obviously. Well, <laughs> I fucking hurt my back on uh, Sunday, so I, I bet they're related. What did um, you do to hurt your back? I uh, got in an in a intense argument with an inanimate object. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do? No, first of all, what got you angry? What set you off? And then what, why did you resort to violence? And how okay, did you well, injure you? <laughs> Tell me so, everything. So Sunday morning, right? I have my perfect Sunday. Yeah. I like to do every Wait, Let me guess your perfect Sunday. You wake up. <laughs> all right. We're talking. You slept in. It's, it's eight. It's eight o'clock. Right. You slept in big time. You pop uh, I think out I of bed. Seven thirty, actually. Oh, sorry. Okay, T don't interrupt me, Sam. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is serious. <laughs> you get, you pop out of bed, right? Immediately, your little elven fingers reach to your <laughs> your weed supply, <laughs> and a joint is rolled too sweet. Am I almost? If I started off correctly, don't tell me. You then yeah, you line it to the coffee all, machine. You pour yourself. I'm thinking you're doing a French press because you like the finer things in life. All right. French press coffee. You sit out on your balcony or you go outside. You drink your coffee. You smoke your joint. You're listening. Maybe you're listening to a podcast. I don't think so. I think you're listening to obscure music. Then when that's done, it's time to hit the gym. So you go down, you hit the gym, right? You, you, you pump it. You pump it up. You try to build up some courage to talk to the girl that works at the front desk, but you say, nay, <laughs> nay, not today. <laughs> the only thing that could ruin my perfect Sunday is, a, is being getting a cold shoulder from the lady at the desk at the gym. So you, you, you justify leaving it alone for the day. And then you go back up into your apartment and you stare out the window. <laughs> that takes about four to five hours. <laughs> And then you go down to your local Thai place and you get the spiciest thing that they allow white people to order <laughs> and you get two of those and you eat them all. And then you spend most of the day rubbing ointment on your asshole because it starts to flare up from the spices. Wow. 
That was, mm-hmm. That's pretty epic. <laughs> and then the rest of the day is spent binge watching David Lynch films. How, how was that? Is that pretty good? Oh my god. Um, yeah, it was. It was accurate in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, definitely the not asking the girl at the front desk. Yeah, <laughs> definitely accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, it's very. All the elements are there, just like some different order, basically. Um, basically, perfect Sunday for me is. I like to go on this very long walk along the Humber River. How long is very long? Uh, 20 kilometers. Holy shiza. Just once a week, though. Once a week. That's... And just a walk, not like a run or anything. Okay, okay, okay. So I like to do that. And then, um, and then I like to do that with, I go get a coffee. I get like this specialty cookie that they make that I like. Describe this cookie to me. Uh, it's called Everything Peanuts. It's like a peanut butter cookie with peanut M&Ms and like a Snickers bar in it or something. Okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the peanut butter cookie, but they saved it with the M&Ms. Yeah, it's good. Um, And then I get my infused pre-roll. Infused? You've you've never had an infused pre-roll? Oh, my God. (laughs) Dude, you are, it's, it's like, it's like smoking weed for the first time again. Uh, I don't need any more advancements in how baked (laughs) I can get. I can barely handle a small little ballerina bowl bong hit. Yeah. Anyway, don't you get paranoid? Don't you get anxious when you get too high? Um, sometimes, but not a lot. That's like the. I have like a thirty-minute panic attack as my barrier to entry to getting stoned now. And yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't. Uh, I don't really get that. It, it depends on the weed, I think. Um, but but anyway, yeah. So I just wanted to do my workout before I go on this walk. And uh, waking up first thing in the morning and then trying to do a workout sometimes is not a good idea, especially if you were sitting for seven hours earlier in the week. And like, I just threw out my back trying to put my adjustable dumbbell back in its slot and it wouldn't go in and I was just squatting over it and trying to <laughs> wrestle this thing in there in this horrible position and yeah there you go there you go yeah. well we gotta we, we gotta we gotta jump into this okay get into it why do you keep going on you're rambling and rambling I'm I'm wondering when is he gonna stop oh my god that's right <laughs> <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um okay we, we started off talking about cover-ups Yes. And that leads into the topic of conspiracies. Ooh. And I looked in the episode catalog, and I think we it says we did this already, but I'm not sure if we can really prove that that's us talking in that episode. So Yeah, I think that was deep state agents pretending to be us. <laughs> they can sense exactly. how dangerous we are. Yeah. Um, speaking of conspiracies, I don't know if you saw the news today, uh, November 20. What is it today? November 22. There was yeah. a vehicle explosion on the Rainbow Bridge between Niagara Falls and New York State. I legitimately thought you were going to make a Mario Kart joke there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it a blue shell? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. If okay. It was an April Fool's joke. Explain and to me. Were like... <laughs> recovering mario's costume from the wreckage <laughs> sorry uh, what so an explosion on an actual bridge that's called the yeah Rainbow this is like the bridge? border it's just like the bridge between canada and the u.s over niagara river okay it's like a big border crossing all right yeah someone's car exploded on the bridge and that's a conspiracy theory well i personally think it's probably just an alien First time driving an Earth car, mistook the gas for the brake. Tragic, but not a conspiracy. There's a few problems with that theory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First one being that you can't explode a car by hitting the brake by accident. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they thought the gas was the brake. It was oh. their first time driving an Earth car. Okay, so what, they rear-ended something and they exploded? Yeah, they, they accelerated right into a concrete pylon probably okay maybe so, the alien blood ignited the ah uh, i mean yeah probably. it's kind of obvious That's now that once thinking. you once you yeah. dig just a little deeper it becomes very yeah. clear that that is actually what happened <laughs> yeah that's my take on it uh but we'll see 
We'll see what happens from there. Is there actual conspiracy theories going around about it? Well, well, no. I mean, they're just not saying what it was, and but they closed Buffalo International Airport. Or sorry, they closed Buffalo Airport to international flights. Um, Man, they they but, locked down my whole neighborhood the other day. Like no going in, no going out. SWAT vehicles. But the, there's two at entry points to my neighborhood, and they were both completely up in packed. Rural, rural uh, South Kelowna. Yeah completely blocked no one allowed in or out for like an hour and a half turns out some kid had an airsoft gun and some scared mom called him in <laughs> oh jesus yeah <sighs> could have been a dead kid if it was in the states holy shit no kidding no kidding yeah um well yeah conspiracies uh before we get in i mean i think this is like always a, a pertinent topic in this day and age um but I, I know there's like there's so many going on all the time, the voting, voting fraud, um, UFO conspiracies and stuff like that. So I figured it would be a good one to to touch on again. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about this? I was thinking about it and I thought conspiracy theories, it seems to me like they're all about the difference between appearance and reality. Like there's the way things appear. And then there's the reality. And you only know the reality if you know the conspiracy. Well, that's what it comes down to, I think, with a lot of these. uh, Why conspiracy theories can be so attractive to certain people is it's this. It's this. Okay, we're back. We had some technical issues, as we do. We do every time. And (laughs) there's no way to prevent that. So uh, where were we? We were talking about conspiracies. You were talking about it. It's it comes down to people's perception of the facts and reality, something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, before we get back into it, I would like I do think it's a little suspicious that this critical error happened just as we start talking about conspiracy theories. I'm not saying ah, it was an outside force. You know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily someone's listening saying that, but, in. Uh, someone's yeah. listening in. Something's going on here. <laughs> well, you know what's weird is this is the first time my wife has been in the room with me while I'm recording. Do you think she's a sleeper oh. agent? Maybe there's a magnet. Maybe she has a magnetic field. Yeah, from a, a chip or something. Well, she's on her computer. She could easily have hacked into my computer, and 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 put a stop to this dangerous line of thinking we we're on to. Oh my god! Well, let's uh, let's see what happens. Let's yeah, we were talking about uh, appearance and reality. That's and you were saying um, when people like feel like they figure out that difference, it boosts their ego, and that's what attracts them to it. Yes, and that's why there's rarely anyone that only buys into one conspiracy theory, right? It's always they buy into mm-hmm. like as many as they can justify. Yeah. And, and yeah, and some of them, uh, some of them, like in order to complete the conspiracy, you have to go like so far back into history for it to keep making sense that it just becomes ludicrous. But yeah, I mean, I was watching the, the flat earth thing is really bizarre to me. It, it's taken off to a point where like, I don't know, it, there might be more flat earthers in the world today than there ever has been in history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's crazy sheer population yeah um uh yeah so i I was thinking it's 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 it reminds me of plato's uh cave allegory where like you know like there's the shadows on the wall Mm -hmm. and there are these shadows on the wall and the shadows are secretly cast by people carrying these puppets but the the people watching the shadows on the wall can't see what's really making the shadows. So like if you believe in that like COVID is a like a population control vaccine or something. Yeah. Then you think that you know like the mainstream media is the shadows on the wall and the the reality is that um the reality of the conspiracy are the people carrying the puppets. It, the thing is, is that there are, there are, there are, there are small scale conspiracies that are true, right? Like there are people trying to work the system. There are people being dishonest. There are people that are manipulating other people to get what they want. There are people that are being, 
dishonest and, you know, hiding, saying one thing, but only in reality to it's just to, you know, position themselves to accomplish their goals. That that actually does happen. And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But it's the stuff where it's like what you you especially like the vaccine thing is a good good example because they all were claiming that we would be seeing mass deaths within a couple of years right uh from the yeah. vaccine so when that doesn't turn out to be true they shift they either shift their narrative or they try and tell you that that was never the the case or they just now they point any right now it's just anyone who dies is because of the vaccine and they can just do that forever <laughs> But it's like, all right, (laughs) originally you guys said that we were going to have millions and millions of people dying from this and they were going to, you know, population control. Essentially, the the one world government would reveal itself and that's it. That's what COVID was. And none of that happened. A couple Mm -hmm. people had adverse side effects from the vaccine, but that was always going to be the case. I don't think there was anyone claiming that any of these were 100 percent safe, but the. No. Percent, the per- percentage of adverse effects was very, very low. I was always under the assumption that I was taking a risk by taking these vaccines. I don't know why anyone assumed that we were being told this is 100% risk-free. But my point is, is once the thing that they predict doesn't happen, then they have to reshuffle what and try and convince you that they never were, never had that position or it just hasn't come to fruition yet it's like these pastors that predict the end times 13 times in their life and they're wrong every time and yet they still have a congregation that believes in them Mm -hmm. yeah exactly uh speaking of like one world government um and and conspiracies i've always wondered like what is more more frightening that there is like a secret conspiracy that's like a fiendishly powerful group that can do whatever it wants mm-hmm. like it can ha- like it can steal the election in the united states mass election fraud hacking voting machines covering it all up perfectly or that no one is at the wheel at all and the world is just sort of hurtling along on momentum and inertia and we're in no more control of our destiny than like a herd of elk is in control of where it goes next week i I find that to be the more likely it's just the, the world is so complex and there's, there are a lot of ex, like obscenely powerful people in the world, but there is no unified vision for the world going as like, there's no <laughs> master council taking place where they have an end vision for where this is going. You know, the, uh, the Bilderberg group is not in control. no, no. Oh. It's, Who says nothing... that's the build a bear group? Who says that? Oh, build a my, bear one my, it's one of my favorite jokes. I can't remember who says it, but oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I really think the world is far too complex for any single entity to uh, be able to control what happens in it. And yeah, it just doesn't even make sense because there would be so much. It would be way more obvious that that's what's happening without having to reach for straight up falsehoods to try and explain Mm. it as yeah as as a as a i guess like as a counterpoint we you do have we do all have to admit that there is secrecy and there are secrets absolutely and there's no doubt about that i organizations can keep secrets I would go as far to say that there are secret groups of powerful, very powerful people that convene in secret to, you know, jockey for whatever goals they have in mind. I just don't think it's at a global scale. Mm-hmm. And I think most of it is kind of just trying to get away with illegal shit like pedophilia or, you know, mm-hmm. getting good yep. good uh, situations business wise as far as like, you know, maybe they're they schmoozed to certain people. Oh yeah. Politicians giving politicking, but like not trying to even cover up that what they want is illegal or not even like, I'm sure there's groups of people that get together and they talk openly about stuff and they don't care about whether what they're talking about is kosher in the eyes of the law. Yeah. Yeah, well, Well, there was like a really boring conspiracy in Ontario recently where the government had promised it wouldn't uh, develop this 
area of land around the city of Toronto called the Green Belt. Mm-hmm. And then and then it was revealed that secretly they had actually reversed that policy in secret and sold all the land to uh the premier the yeah, the premier's friends. Yeah, I mean that that type of thing happens <laughs> all the time. See, that's what I'm saying. There are conspiracies. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> there are conspiracies that yeah. are, you know, conjured up in secret in the shadows and executed without the knowledge of the general public. Like that does happen, but it's never anything that's on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so here's, uh, so yeah, so there's some more, more top talking points. Um, I guess one that is kind of like, uh, interesting thing is conspiracies. They'll often say that you should do your own research about something. Yeah. And on one hand, that's really good advice. Because it is good advice to learn and educate yourself. But for some reason, when it's in the context of like vaccines or conspiracy, it means something else. It means that, well, what what kind of research are you doing? Like, what does research mean when they say that? Because like in the scientific Mm. context, it's gathering data and and, uh, carrying out experiments to figure out what is going on. That's what research is. So I doubt that these people are really, you know, renting labs and doing the experiments themselves. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah, what they mean is like, Google, Google these things, read these articles. Keep Googling until um, you find something that supports your belief. That's what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. And but, the reason you have to, and they'll say, but like, why do you have to Google so much? Well, because the conspiracy is that the false narrative is hiding the true narrative and the truth is buried under all the, the false noise from the conspiracy. Yeah. And the thing is, you'll be able to find things that look like conspiracy because there's so many people that are morally corrupt opportunists that will take advantage of things like 9-11 or the pandemic and make take those opportunities to to make themselves more wealthy. And then you go, oh, follow the money. Who got rich from this? They're they're responsible. They 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 were the orchestrator of this whole event, but it's like, no, they just saw something awful happen and figured out how to make money off of it. That's usually what happened. Yeah. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's not, it's not so much like do research on this. It's more just like you have to find these cherry picked things. Well, that's, what's hilarious about that uh, flat earth documentary that came out because the few people that did actually do their, their own research, like experimentation oh, and yeah. the scientific method, they all proved that the earth was a globe and then they still yeah. <laughs> didn't believe it. But you actually did yeah. do your own research successfully and you just don't yeah. believe your own findings because they go yeah, against what yeah. you want to believe. Yeah. The whole basis of it is like, I already know what the truth is. Yeah. Everything else is, is a lie that's hiding what I already know the truth is. So it's like, not, it's not even doing research. It's, it's getting uh-huh. something that you already know. And you can kind um, of tell who's like prone to that type of thinking. If they are, most people are willing to change their mind in the light of new information, right? Yeah. Most people are not set in stone with their opinions when it comes to, especially like new complex events like COVID or, you know, something like the Ukraine war, something that's very complex and has a lot of moving parts and a lot of variables. Most people are like, this is, this is probably like my opinion on this is probably going to change multiple times as new information comes in. But conspiracy theorists, they seem to choose something and they lock into it and you cannot change their mind no matter what information Mm -hmm. comes in. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. That's the opposite of scientific thinking. Exactly. Um, it's more <laughs> along the lines of like, you know, cult religious thinking, where it's like, this is the truth. Now I just need to make sure. I just need to find a way to make the world bend to that truth. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, some of them are like telling you to do your own research, uh, but it's yeah, it's not in the way that is good. Um, not good research. So the next question, 
I was thinking of, or like the next uh, question is, um, should science investigate? Um, no, that one's silly. Well, let's skip that one. Should science investigate conspiracies? I think that's kind of silly because it's a waste of time for the most part. Yeah, and there's most most conspiracies aren't science really that scientific. Um, so there's some. Uh, so I I tried to like categorize or like think of another trope of conspiracies, and it seems like a big one is like you should not believe what you see. So, for example. Um, uh, there's like, there are lots of conspiracy theories about body doubles replacing prominent celebrities or politicians. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, in the 2016 presidential campaign, there was a conspiracy that Hillary Clinton was actually replaced by a body double because she had fallen and died in secret. Um, <laughs> she there fell was another, and died. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause she did fall. She fell and she got a concussion. Um, and then they just said that, you know, now she's a body double. Uh, yeah. there's another one I saw. Someone said, uh, there was UFC 295, uh, last weekend or the week before Trump showed up. There was a conspiracy that that was a body double of Trump. Um, <laughs> why, <laughs> why was it an imperative thing that Trump was seen at the UFC fight? I don't know. Um, I don't know, but, uh, uh, Sandy Hook. Um, we have this thing with crisis actors. The the parents are not real parents. They are actors. The bodies are not real bodies. If there were real bodies. Um, uh, and then even as far back, we talked about this one a while ago, in ancient Persia, there was a conspiracy that body secret body doubles murdered the emperor and replaced him. Like guys that looked like him just killed him and replaced him. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's happened in history. I'm sure that has happened, but the that with the stuff with like the Sandy Hook thing, that to me is like, what the fuck is the point of doing that? Oh, uh, so you can keep selling guns, I guess. <laughs> that was going to be the case without that happening. Um, you think that was know. conspiracy to try and take away gun rights? That's what they probably think, right? Is no, they, no, that is that is what the conspiracy is. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. Yeah, all of the mass shootings are uh, perpetrated by the government to create a like a false flag operation. All of to them to justify. Yeah, all of them. See, that's it's it's like maybe not all of them, but like uh, the big ones. <laughs> the big I ones mean, were. Yeah. Anyway. At this point, everybody's so freaking numb to it and it's not changed anything and yet it still keeps happening. So it's like, all right, that was a terrible plan by the, I guess, the Democrats to try and take away gun rights. The globalists. The globalists. God, that guy's heart is going to explode <laughs> at any time now. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's a... Uh, He's he's huge. He was well, that's what he got in trouble for was Sandy Hook. Um, yeah, I heard he hasn't paid anything for them though. Well, he's he's, he's great at uh, creating shell companies to hide assets. <laughs> to me, if you're still a fan of that guy after all that, you're really you, you don't have a very strong uh, moral core, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, a worm ate your moral core. Yeah, of your apple. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, so there's this thing where they say, like, don't believe what you see. And I find that's, like, a really interesting thing that conspiracies demand that you do. Like, don't believe what seems to be apparent visual evidence. Ignore it. It's not real. It's fake. Yeah. It's a hoax. And it's funny because those are the people that say we are living in 1984 when they're the ones that are telling us to not believe our own eyes about stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, they are like tapping into this. They're tapping into something that we all know is that there can be a difference between appearance and reality. Yeah. And they, uh, because you, people know that like they can see something and think it's there, but it's actually not. So you can plant seeds of doubt in people that, uh, that maybe what things appear isn't real. And, then and, it, and it's like, to eat away at them these people don't believe that some major event can occur without it being a conspiracy. They don't think that 
They don't believe yeah. that natural yeah. disasters can just occur. They don't make that whole thing with Maui <laughs> burning down, even in our own country, in my own city, everybody was talking about how the government started the fires. In Hawaii, it was with a Chinese space laser. In Canada, it was literally the liberals driving around with matches and lighting the forest on fire. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and it, the I mean, idea yeah, is so they buy the land, make these 15 minutes. It's just, it's just none of the, but they never come to fruition. That's what I don't understand. It never comes to fruition. And yet they still are so adamant when the next event happens that it's a conspiracy. Yeah, it's uh, they get uh, you can hijack these events and say, like, look, it looks like there was just a natural disaster, but I'm going to use this to my advantage to make some money peddling my conspiracy theory crack. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Um, at this point, it is essentially its own industry is conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so many and AI and deep fakes just will keep feeding it. but we should talk about the the biggest conspiracy theory around right now, which is, of course, concerning UFOs. Is that the biggest one? There's a lot of doozies out there right now. Well, that one, that one's the biggest in terms of the implications. An air, an air of like a strange air of reality because government agencies are involved, right? And have released, and have released footage like the Tic Tac footage and oh, like mm-hmm. lots of classified footage has been released so there's this weird air of reality around it and the fact that most people do believe that extraterrestrials exist right so it's not Mm. like the only the conspiracy is whether or not they've visited us or so it's which is possible so it's not like some insane idea well yeah uh whether or not it's extraterrestrials um i heard a really good uh good podcast about this the skeptic podcast michael Shermer. he interviewed a guy who just wrote a book about like ufos and this guy's theory is that the conspiracy is not that there's like the government is flying these things around it's that they're covering up is that they do exist there are like ufos and stuff that have crashed the cover-up is about our ignorance of what they are what they do how they work that's the real cover-up so what what's the point of sorry you're gonna have to make this make sense to me the conspiracy yeah. is that there's a cover-up isn't the that the cover-up the the, cover the, the consp- so there's the there are lots of conspiracies about ufos one of them is is that the u.s government has them and re- is reverse engineering them to make advanced military craft ah that's one conspiracy theory about ufos the this uh this theory is different is saying that yes there are ufos that have crashed um and the government has them but that's it they don't know how they work they don't know really know anything about them they're just covering up their existence and that they don't know anything about how they work interesting i what's your opinion on this what is your belief on UFOs and general the general uh, consensus that aliens are able to make contact with Earth. Oh, well, about the whole UFO thing, like like we were talking about, there are so many grifters, so many goddamn grifters that separating anything legitimate from the grift is is tough. Mm-hmm. But uh, so at this point, there's not enough really. For anyone to say this isn't a grift or what seems if it's if it's not true then i think it's like a psyop basically um to just trick uh other countries into thinking the u.s has super advanced technology that like if it's not if it's not like at taking at face value like what this guy is saying and the the crazy footage they've released if you don't take it at face value then it seems like it's a it's a trick to throw smoke at China and Russia and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough of the facts, I suppose, but uh, the the thing that made me that was very funny was when Mex- the Mexican government revealed the bodies of those aliens. It's like, okay, that now that that set back everyone's faith in this all being real 
way back. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, right? So we were talking about appearance and reality and all these things. Don't believe what you see. Mm-hmm. Everything about UFOs is don't believe what people are saying they saw. Don't believe the pictures. Don't believe the videos that have been released. Don't believe it. It, it's, it looks like that, but it's not that. Okay, it's not that. There's a lot of don't believe what you're looking at involved in denying yes. UFOs. But that's, that's because it's such an easy thing to try and fake, right? Because the nature of aliens is that it can be look anything like anything, is that mm. the, the ability to make these videos or to claim UFO sightings or claim alien contact, because we don't know what that actually looks like. Yeah it's so easily faked because you don't, there's not a whole lot of parameters you actually have to hit because yeah. for it to be yeah. re, quote unquote real. Yeah. That's exactly why like no one really ever took this seriously until literally the Washington post, New York times released videos from the Pentagon showing military sensors, which you can't, the military is not, unless the military is giving them false videos, like it's not fake. So that's why I said yeah. it's like either it's a psyop or it's like no, there is actually a there there. I think it's just unexplained. I mean, it's an unexplained Be- phenomenon. I don't know. I can't. I I I very 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 little faith that it's actually extraterrestrial beings at work here. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, there's a there's a, there if it's real, it'll it'll come out within the next few years. But that's another thing with conspiracies is, is they always dangle the carrot a few years away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, really the best thing to do is just watch it and, and enjoy, but don't commit to anything until uh, there's real, real proof in front of everyone. One thing that would be cool that I would recommend looking up is uh, it's the best picture ever taken of a UFO. Okay. Um, it was taken in 1990 in Scotland by two hikers. They gave it to the government. The government classified it immediately. It was never released to the public. It was supposed to be released um, in 2021, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. And the people who knew it was supposed to be looked into it and found out that it had been recommended not to be released by the British Ministry of Defense. I can look this up? They got it through Freedom of Information, yeah. Okay. But the, you, can, you can get this one picture. Uh, the picture is called Calvine. C-A-L-V-I-N-E. Calvine. Can you say this is the best example of a real UFO image? Other than the other than the U.S. military sensor videos that they released, this is like the best one. Yeah. It's there's the like it's, it's like a diamond shape. There's like a few doctored ones of it that make it look not as real. Um, but if you go Google Images. And then is it, it the one economic... that shows the plane right next to it? Yeah, the Economic Times has the best one. Economic Times. There's like a little fence at the bottom of the image. Uh, I'm trying. C a l v i n e UFO. UFO. The Economic Times. Okay, here we go. Let me take a look here. Okay. Um. And the fact that there's a plane right next to it doesn't raise any eyebrows. No, well, the hiker said a RAF plane was making passes around it. At it. Okay. So yeah. the government was already aware of this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's just this, it's like, I get the same vibe I get from any other UFO footage. It's like, okay, how do I know that this wasn't Photoshopped? Or it wasn't some weather balloon type situation or some science experiment. It's to me, when you look well, at the size, we really, really try to grasp the size of scale of t- not just space, but time. The, it's just such a low chance that we actually are in the same, we're in a, a physical place where we could actually become like in contact with alien civilizations. Yeah. I mean, you have to, uh, the only way it, it, it is feasible, right. Um, seems to be if there's some other way to travel through space, maybe that we don't understand. 
space the aspects yeah. of physics that we don't get. Yeah, no, that's maybe. the other thing is that it would have to be. I mean, you'd have to be able to do essentially like instantaneous travel or wormhole shenanigans, right? Because any anything you spot from you know a thousand light years away is not going to be what it was when you saw it. Once you get there, it could probably be completely gone or completely different, right? Time dilation. The time dilation and the, just the restriction of, of traveling below light speed, right? So it's like. That's why that's what the time scale thing is really what makes me think it's like such an unlikelihood that we could be in the position to contact aliens is because not only the vast distances, which I still think most people don't really wrap their heads around, but the vast amount of time uh, that's happened like to, for two civilizations to exist near enough each other. To, con to contact each other at the same time is very, very, it's like so fucking unlikely. It's just far more likely that we're seeing man-made objects. Yeah. I mean, if our understanding of physics is complete, then yeah, it would, that would all be true. However, I think it would be a big, big jump to say that we know for sure what's physically possible and what's not. Well, that's what I, I mean, that's where I would give, I, I don't know for sure, but like, because our understanding of physics is far from complete. Far. Even gravity. Well, if, they, really if they can prove those things are possible, then my faith would be a lot, lot stronger, right? The instantaneous yeah. travel and like, how do they find us? How are they existing at the same time? What is time? Because no matter where you are in the universe, time <laughs> maybe, is going maybe, different uh, rates yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, these are all great questions. Um, it does. I do wonder, like, why does the military keep this picture hidden? And then reclassify it after 30 years. Why? And then the rest of the file will be classified until 2079 of just these hikers' photographs. Why? I just, we've heard the same story, the same song and dance so many times in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's like, it's such an interesting thing just because the government came forward and released that stuff. That's the only reason that I think about this at all is because maybe there was some like maniac that really wanted to see it. And he's just put a bunch of pressure on the government and they were just like, fucking here, have it. What, what do you make? You make what you can of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, essentially, I mean, NASA now is looking into this because all the pictures the military takes can't be released publicly because the sensor data is classified. So they have asked NASA to start looking for these things because NASA's imaging technology is publicly not classified. So NASA can release whatever pictures they get. So now NASA is collecting data as well. Here's my question to you. You would like to think that having a hundred percent confirmation that aliens have visited would change the overall attitude of people on the planet towards everybody else on the planet. Do you really think that over the initial shock, you know, say we're three weeks out from a hundred percent being certain that aliens have visited, do you think that would change much day to day? Jane like like the um, world's day to day. I think people would go pretty nuts for a while. Um, yeah, I think there would be some societal. Well, here's another thing I've heard, and what you know, what would cause even more societal unrest would not be just learning that aliens are real. It would be learning that the government has known about it and covered it up for yeah, like a hundred years. That would be an people issue. People would be pissed. But I would also understand why they did it. <laughs> like, I get it. People suck at absorbing giant new uh, paradigm shifts about their reality. <laughs> they that, usually react dude, you, terribly. That's the thing the governments of the world are the most afraid of beyond anything else is mob hysteria. Yeah. Just people losing their shit over whatever is like societal unrest, mass hysteria, people losing their shit. That's what the government is most afraid of. So if if UFOs were real, aliens were real, and they did think that releasing that information would cause mass hysteria, then they would definitely keep it bottled up, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get that, but I also think that... But you can't keep it bottled up Unless there was forever. an imminent threat 
people would not freak out. I don't think mass hysteria would happen. I think people would be mind blown, but I don't think they're going to be changing their lifestyle or their values or anything. I think that people would just kind of carry on until it, it, like if everything else, until it affects them personally, they're not going to give a fuck. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I personally think people, if people like really knew it in the way that they know other facts about the universe um, and about the solar system, like if like learning that the earth is not the center of the solar system would have been a big paradigm shift to accept. I think people were yeah. executed for saying that. Yes. Um, of course it was tied to religion. Religion was way more fundamental back then, but um, the difference between that and having aliens proven to exist is that everybody already kind of knows it's true. They just don't think it's that they've visited it. So it's, it's a, it's a different it is a crazy thing to confirm, but it's already a pretty strongly held belief. Oh, that aliens are exist. Yeah. 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 Most people are open to the idea. They just, so the way we understand between that travel. paradigm shift and say something like the earth, not being the center of the universe. That's why. Yeah. And also that was fundamental to the religious beliefs of people back then, right? To, to, to go against that was to go against God himself. That's why it was a little bit different nowadays. I mean, I think most religious people still like believe that there's aliens. <laughs> well, yeah. Though, funny enough, you should mention that. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to lots of stuff on this. So I, I did hear that in Islam, there's a thing called the jinn, which are like, a not, quite angels not quite human sort of halfway in between they might be kind of like an alien thing and yeah then the catholic the catholic church said we're okay if other intelligent aliens exist maybe they have their own personal jesus yeah that's the other thing is that you can be like oh there was like nephilim and seraphim and like there's all these p things you can point to in the bible that you could you know fandangle to be those were probably aliens right yeah. But the way I was raised, the Christianity I was raised in, it was uh, aliens are like counter. Uh, they are in conflict with the belief of uh, Christianity because <laughs> they say that God sent his only son to save us. So if he sent us his only son, who are they sending the other aliens to save them? Well, I've, I have a great idea for an improv character I'm going to do, which is okay. a Christian alien who comes to Earth. <laughs> And he says he's from Earth One and he's here to <laughs> or like I don't know. Christian alien, yeah. That's my idea. Wait, wait. So <laughs> when you say that, I imagine an alien that comes here but that gets caught up in religion and becomes a Christian. No, no, the alien is already Christian. Oh. He has the alien Bible that said go to Earth um to be uh to teach them the real Christianity or something. It would probably just be the same result as one of our missionaries going to an uncontacted tribe. <laughs> Just immediate death. Just eat him. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were we before that? UFO uh, conspiracies. Like I said, I think a lot of people are open to this because they all kind of believe it's true already. It's just we need to like in order to it's more people are less willing to to believe that they are they have actually visited us. Yeah, it would. Yeah, especially the way we understand mm -hmm. uh, interstellar travel. Yeah, um, it's the whole extraordinary, extraordinary claims. They need extraordinary evidence and like a couple grainy footage uh, or photos and some weird phenomenon yeah. in the sky and some government agents saying that they worked on some shit. That's not good enough evidence when you consider what it would take for aliens to actually visit. Yeah. Um but there is like, but you know, you've read the three body problem. Yes. I was just, you know, that, uh, there that changed be... my whole opinion on a lot <laughs> of things, but definitely aliens. Yeah. Like, you know, there could be a whole different physics that we don't even understand. Mm -hmm. that well, inter allow, they, they get uh, into interdimensional stuff, which would be, you know, one of the ways that the, it's possible. Yeah. These could be the, these could be interdimensional things mm -hmm. that could be possible. That would be even whacker. <laughs> yeah. That would be like people might, that's like so hard to understand. I think people wouldn't 
give a shit about no. interdimensional stuff. <laughs> yeah. Until they can teleport somewhere completely new, they're not going to care. People are very selfish, like a lot more selfish than I think most people even realize that it just like when you think of, say, climate change, it's it, the reason we haven't had a huge movement to try and solve that problem is because most people are still physically comfortable in the world. Well, maybe not most, but a lot of people with the power to change stuff are physically comfortable still, even though they know it's happening. They can see the evidence until the literally the water is around your ankles or it's too hot to go outside for you long periods of time. And people aren't going to care. Mm. As, as the old saying goes, uh, when the last, uh, bird falls out of the sky and the last tree dies, the white man will realize he cannot eat money. Exactly. It's <laughs> exactly, I think I, I, that is exactly, I think that's my quote. I think I said that, but, um, <laughs> it was probably a long time ago. Uh, I think that's it for this, uh, podcast episode. Um, I'm recording my debut comedy album in Penticton, November 25th. If anyone that listens to this lives there, please come out. Um, it's going to be dope. Anything else you want to promote, Sam? Oh, we actually did have an email. Holy shit. You didn't read our email. <laughs> I forgot we had an email. <laughs> Let me find it here real quick. Okay. We'll say stay tuned to the end for listener email. Yeah. Uh, don't hang up yet. Everybody. We got an email on our hands. Uh, here it is. All right. This is about our uh, episode we did on drugs. Okay. You ready? Did you screen the email before you're reading it? It's very short. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, the Philosopher's Stone, longtime listener of your podcast. How have drugs positively and negatively your life? Missed the word affected, I'm guessing. If you could only have one drug for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Have a great day, a concerned listener. I think we didn't touch on this on that podcast, but I've said this for a long time. If I had to choose a single drug that I could do for the rest of my life, it, it comes down to these three. Caffeine. Oof. Uh, marijuana. Or magic mushrooms. The reason I include magic mushrooms is because it can have a drastic effect on your uh mental uh like you you actually can use it to better yourself in real ways or just have the time of your life right i think i could get over not drinking coffee and i could get over not smoking weed i think that would be fine but if i wanted to have that one feeling every once in a while of just getting buck wild and not have you know serious danger to my health i think mushrooms are, are are very they're the most interesting thing you can do uh no semi-regularly mm. yeah that's a good one um man if you can only, you only you can only pick one yeah that's tough yeah for me caffeine oh that's a no more coffee well you can have decaf coffee yeah. See, that's the other thing is that I could probably just trick myself with decaf considering that yeah, tastes the same. caffeine boost is like only about half the reason I drink it. I like the actual ritual of the, and I, the flavor and it just wake, it just makes me feel good drinking it. Yeah. But Man, you can I, substitute these things with things that aren't technically drugs. That's true. Um, then it would be weed. That would, that would, it would be tough to, to do no weed. Um, Alcohol. I can give up alcohol. That's no problem. Um, LSD. Ooh. Yeah, I think for you, weed, caffeine, shrooms. I think for me, I'd have to choose between weed, caffeine, LSD. For pretty yeah. much the same reasons that you said, I would say. Yeah. You want to have the one that can still blow your mind, right? Because weed it doesn't yeah, exactly. blow my mind anymore, right? It no. doesn't. And if I do get too high, I hate it. It's not fun. But... <laughs> LSD and mushrooms. The thing about the reason I chose mushrooms over LSD is because I find that I have more profound experiences on mushrooms than I do on LSD. Mm, yeah, that's true. That is true. All right. Um, Thanks for emailing in. Yeah. Thank you. Keep sending them in. You can send them directly to my freaking Gmail, I guess. Jordan J G Strauss at gmail.com.
Man, you and, just dosed yourself to our five listeners. I'd love to be swarm <laughs> listener emails. I would love to not be able to keep up. <laughs> All right, that's our episode. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, see ya.